Fights, chases, more fights, more chases, and then even more fights and even more chases. Yep, that pretty much explains the action or spy movie that was just released on Netflix. Oh yeah, and add a little Dawn of the Dead as well. Hi, this is Tom from SpyMovieNavigator.com. Join us today as we give our no-spoiler quickfire review of the latest Netflix spy movie, Carter. In our quickfire reviews, our goal is to let you know if the movie is worth your time, but to do so without any spoilers. So let's get on with this and keep it spoiler-free. Now this movie, Carter, is a Korean movie, and it started streaming on Netflix on August 5th, 2022. This is a movie we wish Netflix had released in theaters as well. There's a lot of action that a big screen would have enhanced. Now we want to start this by asking you a question. After you see this movie, what are your thoughts of the last seven seconds of it? We're not going to give it away. You can send us an email at info at spymovienavigator.com or reach us on our Facebook page, Spy Movie Navigator. We'd love to hear what you think about that ending. Now we don't look at reviews until after we've watched a movie because most reviews have spoilers. That's why we keep these quickfire reviews spoiler-free. We don't want to give things away. That said, we will say that we've seen mixed reviews on this movie, and we understand that. Is it worth your time watching this thing? We think this is one of those movies you'll either like a lot, or you won't like it at all. And we don't think there's much middle ground here. And a big reason for that is this movie is very action-heavy and plot-light. We're okay with that, but we would like a little bit more plot. If you like a lot of action, this movie is definitely for you. If you're mostly focused on the plot, you probably want to look elsewhere. We should also point out that since this movie is only really streaming on Netflix, it has a TVMA rating. We assume it would be rated R if it was released in a U.S. theater. Netflix says it's TVMA because of language, violence, nudity, gore, and smoking. Yeah, that pretty much covers it. And we will say that while there is nudity, there's nothing sexual about it. All of this said, I wouldn't want my middle teenager or younger child watching this movie. It is a very violent and very bloody movie. If you don't like that, again, you'll want to look elsewhere. It's action, fights, stunts, that kind of stuff. Now, Carter is a Korean-made movie, and there's English dubbing, although some of the scenes do have actors speaking English. This is fairly well done, and it wasn't a nuisance to us like dubbing sometimes is. It's actually pretty well done here. And he's played very well by Ju Wan, who is a South Korean actor with a very nice resume, And he's pretty much in every scene, and fortunately he works in this role, because if he was bad in it, this movie would be terrible, because he is in it all the time. There's also a character who's a young girl named Hana, who is central to the story. Now it works, but as we mentioned in our review of The Gray Man, we're getting a bit tired of spy movies having a young girl central to the plot. I mean, this is the fourth movie in the last year that we've had this central idea. No Time to Die had Matilda, Codename Banshee had Haley, The Gray Man had Claire, and now we get Hannah. Can't we get something original, please? It's becoming more of the same. That's one of the problems we have with this movie. Although we like the action, there isn't a whole lot that's original. What it does, it does pretty well, but this is one of those spy movies that's turning the way the spy movie genre is turning, where it's nothing but CGI action scenes and who can do the coolest stunt. And this movie has a lot of them. One issue for us, which is very minor, is that the Korean background of this movie means that non-English named actors are only in the credits with their Korean names. So it's hard for us to give credit to the actors by name here, as I don't read Korean. So we'd like to give credit, we'd like to talk about the good acting that gets done, but it's been a struggle on this one. So we apologize up front for that. We don't read Korean and we couldn't read all of the names. Two actors that we can call out are Lee Sung-jae, who plays Kim Jong-hyok, while Jung Jae-young has a small role as Dr. Young. 
The Doctor's existence is important, but he doesn't get very much screen time. Both of these actors were believable for their roles, and they did good work, and Kim Jong-hyuk is a pretty nasty dude. Now, here at Spy Movie Navigator, as we're cracking the code of spy movies, we like to point out where one movie, or real life, influences other movies. And there appears to be quite a few influences in this movie. First, and we don't think this is a spoiler, as you find out early and all the marketing talks about it, Carter is an agent who has amnesia. We don't really want to go into more about that, but we finally have another spy with amnesia. And it's handled very differently than in the Bourne series, but amnesia is a big part of this movie. And unlike Jason Bourne, Carter doesn't seem surprised when he can fight as he does, and it may be because how he learns who he is. And we liked how he found out. It was a really nice touch, but if we remember in Bourne, he fights the police officers, and he's like, how did I do that? He doesn't have any idea where that came from. Carter seems to understand where that came from here. There's another pretty obvious callback to the movie The Bourne Supremacy. We don't want to give it away, but if you've seen The Bourne Supremacy, you'll probably pick up what we're referring to here. And this is the fun of doing a no-spoiler review, is we can kind of guide you a little bit and have it in the back of your mind, and when you're seeing it on the screen, you go, oh, that's what Tom was talking about. Another item that we're starting to see a lot of lately is a movie starting with a drone coming down from an overhead shot and then zooming in to get us involved. And we've talked about that in other podcast episodes. We can think of No Time to Die and Cliff Walkers as two examples of that. This opening is compelling and it does make us want to know more about what's happening and it is kind of a cool start to the movie. And in the beginning, there's an excellent shot of Carter through six mirrors early on, which lets us see all sides of him at once. And we, we really like that shot. So watch for that. Again, I'm not going to tell you where it is, but you'll see it. And it's, it's, it's a pretty cool shot. Now, another thing that seems to be a callback is Carter needs to be equipped for his mission and all the action that is going to occur. And he receives that in a backpack. And when this happened, I mean, we instantly get called back the Q in James Bond. How do these guys always have everything they need in advance. I mean, it's just amazing that here, you're going to need this. Well, how do you know that? And they somehow do. And speaking of necessities, once again, the communication capabilities are unbelievable. And we're not sure that's a compliment because the ability to communicate through all that happens in this movie is necessary. The movie won't work without it, but it seems very far-fetched at times. And as we mentioned, we see this more and more in spy movies where they have an earpiece in or whatever, they can communicate across everybody. It's just kind of amazing. Now, another callback, and I'm going to give a little bit away, but not much, is there's a main subplot in this movie that has to deal with a virus and how to deal with it. And that's all I'm going to say about what happens in the movie around this. But we've seen viruses in Mission Impossible 2 and in No Time to Die. And given the coronavirus that we're all living through, this seems very, very timely. Although it did make us laugh when the medical personnel work on a person who's been infected and they aren't wearing any protective clothing, not even latex gloves. Usually in a spy movie when there's a virus, people are told, be very careful with dealing with it. Not here. <laughs> Not even close. It's just open season. Okay, so let's talk about all the action. I've said that's the main part of this movie. It's action scene after action scene after action scene, and then there might be a scene where they try to tell you the story. Then there's more action, more action, more action, then there's another scene where they tell you the story. But 
what is the last spy movie that you've seen other than all the old knives, which we did a podcast episode on, that didn't have a foot chase, a car chase, a truck chase, a motorcycle chase, trains, explosions, airplanes, parachuters, and helicopters. I mean, all of them. It's been a while for us, too. All of these spy movies tend to have all of those things in it. Now, this movie doesn't have any boat chases, but the rest of the bases are covered here. And again, it does them pretty well. So it's not necessarily a negative if you're really into this action stuff. They've got all that stuff going on in Carter. That said, the last big chase and fight is, in our opinion, about two minutes too long. It was eight minutes and 30 seconds, and we get it. It's a great scene. There's some pretty cool stunts. It has some undertones of the ending of Mission Impossible, but unfortunately, it's way too repetitive. We actually felt bored with what should be the climax of the movie. And it's not good when you look at your watch during an action sequence that you initially started out liking, especially at the climax of the movie. And I did that. It was cool at the beginning of the scene, but it just became too repetitive. Now, there was also a very cool stunt with the helicopters that reminded us of the first Top Gun movie. And I don't think I want to say any more about what it is. You'll, you'll see it when, when, when it happens. Now, with all this action, it means there's going to be a lot of CGI. And it's mostly handled well. There must be something about airplanes and spy movies, though. In this movie, we do get an airplane and a skydiver scene. And we think that the CGI here was handled much better than a similar scene in The Gray Man. And there's parachuting here, and it's fun to watch. And it has more of a feel of the parachute scenes in Moonraker or the parachuting in the 1969 movie uh, The Gypsy Moths than what we saw in The Gray Man. And that's a good thing. It works here. The action near the front of the movie has received complaints online that it feels like a video game. However, we think that worked very well. One of our first notes when we were watching this was, boy, this feels like a video game. Literally wrote that down. And that feeling doesn't stay for the whole movie, but is definitely there in the first part of the movie. And we liked it because we thought it was a different way to shoot a movie. We thought it added a freshness to it. I mean, remember, this is an action movie. They're all starting to look the same. So it was nice to see a little bit of different feel here. Let us know what you think about it. Again, info at spymovienavigator.com. Send us an email and let us know what you thought of the beginning and if you felt it looked like a video game and what you thought of that. Now, I've said a couple times the action is fairly well done. However, they break one of my rules and they do the shaky camera thing during action scenes. We know this is supposed to be cool right now, but I hate, hate, hate it. We've seen it a lot lately. And as we've said in other podcast episodes, like the one we did on the 355, for us, it detracts. It doesn't add to the scene. We know others disagree, but we'll bring it up every time we see it. We'll call it out and say how much we hate it. For the love of everything good, please stop the shaky camera stuff during action scenes. Okay, let's move on. In Skyfall, we saw James Bond use a crane while he was on a train. And in Carter here, we get a crane on a train. It's used very differently. It works well, but we feel like that might have been a tip of the cap to Skyfall. Now, one thing during the chase that we don't remember seeing before is the use of pigs. And there is a scene with pigs in the movie Carter that added a touch of humor until it didn't. The pigs had a purpose for Agent Carter, but I'll, I'll leave it at that. There's also one part of this movie that reminds us a lot of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. We're not going to say which scene in either movie we're talking about. However, if you've seen Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid and you see Carter, you'll know what I'm talking about. Another scene has tiebacks to the South Korean movie Old Boy or even the open house episode from the spy TV series The Americans or even the movie Castaway. 
again, that's about as much as we want to say because we don't want to give anything away here. But once you see it, if you've seen those other shows, you'll know what I'm talking about. Now, this movie has North Koreans, South Koreans, and the American CIA all having roles in the plot. And this is a shame on me, but I don't know too much about North Korea and South Korea's history other than the really big highlights. So I am sure there were quite a few things that I missed in the dialogue because of this. Because if you're going to have the North Koreans, the South Koreans, and the American CIA, you know there's going to be some tension there. And I'm sure that not knowing as much about North Korea and South Korea as somebody who was in South Korea where they made the movie, I'm sure I missed quite a bit there. So that's a wrap. Carter's an action movie disguised as a spy movie. It is a spy movie, but it has a lot of violent, bloody action. And we personally would like to see more plot in spy movies than this one delivers. However, as an action movie, it works and it does the action well. Just remember, it's violent and bloody. So don't forget to let us know what you think about the ending seven seconds of the movie. Email us at info at spymovienavigator.com or reach us on our Facebook page, Spy Movie Navigator. We're very interested in your thoughts here. This has been Tom from SpyMovieNavigator.com. Thank you for joining us for our no-spoiler look at the Netflix movie, Carter. Please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app and on our YouTube channel. Both are called Cracking the Code of Spy Movies. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, too. And tell a friend about our show. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it.